Hello and welcome to Queer I Am the Podcast. It's incredible to think that season one was released in summer of 2022 and now seven months later, two seasons have been released, 27 conversations and even a camp Christmas poem from me. I've chatted with drag royalty like Cara Van Park, Elfie Ordinary and RuPaul Drag Race Queen Ms Cracker, authors Beth and Roberts, SJ Watson, Daniel Harding and Rosie Wilby, actors and inspiring people like Jill Nelda, Nathaniel J. Hall, and lots of activists, artists, and so many more. The podcast has been downloaded in 42 countries, and I'm getting ready for season three, live and unscripted, which will be released in May to July 2023. If you've been with me since the beginning of this journey, thank you so, so much. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. And if you're new to Queer I Am, welcome. Here's a recap for you of just how incredible the first two seasons have been. Welcome to Queer I Am. So, how are you feeling today? I'm good. Yeah, really good. Things are good. Busy. Like, busy. oh my God, it's it's busy. I'm feeling very well. Every day is good. The sun is out. And, um, yeah, I'm in Brighton, so... Yeah, doing really well, thank you. I mean, the sun's been shining. It's been... Yeah, it's been a lovely week. I'm good. I'm grand. Thank you. Well, I'm f- now I'm feeling quite nervous to know that I'm the last in the run, <laughs> that you've been having a brilliant experience with everyone so far, and everyone's been fantastic. It's like, oh, the pressure's on. Queer, queer, I am. If you had to pick a song right now to describe your mood, what would you pick? <gasps> oh, um... Oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Mm. Okay, Annie Lennox, Little Bird. Oh, that's that, that's really hard. I don't know. There's millions of songs. You know that Lily Allen song, Fuck You? Maybe that. I woke up, it was a Chelsea morning. Joni Mitchell, Joni Mitchell, oh, yes. yeah. Queer, queer, I am. And they said in that meeting, oh, and um, Harry Styles is interested in playing Tom. <clears throat> <laughs> now, you've got to remember... I'm a middle-aged bookish woman, right? <laughs> so I know who Harry Styles is, but I had no... I didn't really know how uh-huh. famous okay. Harry Styles is. Yeah. So I was like, okay, right. Kind of just trying to take it in, you know, mm-hmm. what that actually meant. I think because we try to be very morally non-judgmental with the characters, uh-huh. that because they both transgress. You know, they, they, both, do, they both do morally questionable things, but we, we try and invite the audience to sympathise with them. I was sat there looking at my phone or something or even playing a game I don't quite remember but um, I get a tap on my shoulder and it's Liza the producer and she says oh can I just introduce you to Nicole so I look up and Nicole Kidman is stood there in front of me like and she's as we know she's very tall and she's kind of towering over me but it wasn't just that it was that she was dressed she was in costume with a wig on and everything and it was like my imagination had literally come to life Queer, queer, I am. Uh, well, I was making first time when I knew that, you know, I heard on the grapevine that Russell was writing what was then originally called Boys. So I messaged him on Instagram and he got straight back to me because he'd already heard about the show and he'd already heard about the work that I was doing. So we, I didn't expect a response, um, but um, he said, yeah, let's go for coffee. So then I sat in Cafe Nero and um, I'm like, just literally like pinching myself. I was like, I can't believe I'm actually sat here. <laughs> Amazing. Davis. And he mm. was he was still writing and he wanted to hear about my story because he wanted to that the Colin Morris Jones gets it from his first time, although in a different era, but you know, he, I think he was still part of his research. 
And then at the end of that conversation, he just sort of stood up and he went, well, you're too old for the lead roles, but there might be a role in there for you. Yeah, I was 15. Right, OK. When AIDS kind of really hit and Rock Hudson dying and mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury and everything else, you know what I mean? And, and I remember going out um, in town when I was 18 and it was one of those scary times that if you were seen out and people thought that you were gay, you were spat on in the street. Mm-hmm. You were, you know, there was queer bashing going on everywhere. Um, it was horrendous. Mm-hmm. It was a really, really scary time. And because it put it backwards, because everything mm-hmm. was beginning to be open and, you know, people were beginning to, to come out and people mm-hmm. had come out amongst friends and, and things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, gradually people were educating family members and finding their feet and, and coming out into the gay world and then of mm-hmm. course the whole HIV AIDS thing put it back into mm-hmm. put it almost put people back into the closet because mm-hmm. then it became and, and and it needn't even have been like that it was because in the press it was so damning of gay men that, that mm-hmm. people became frightened of gay men then mm-hmm. you know and because people people liked you know, you know finding a, a, a group of people to almost bully into submission Mm-hmm. So that that I think I think it would have got further quicker if it hadn't been for AIDS being blamed on on the gay community. Gay community. Gay, gay. Queer, queer. I am. Um, you want your career to stand on its on its own rather than the association with the show because I don't think the show association is a negative thing. But I guess right. your work extends beyond I think that, it's like, right? I think it's like you go through different stages with it. When you are first out of Drag Race, you're so happy. Mm-hmm for the visibility that it gives you. And then you go through a kind of adolescent stage where you're like, whatever, dad, I don't even need you. I'm my own. And then, <laughs> and then. Like we said before, I feed off that kind of surprise energy yeah. where people don't expect certain things. And, yeah. um, and I do that within my gigs in the, in the, in the lovely venues around Brighton, um, the Queen's Arms and stuff like that. It's those kind of moments of whenever you do break into rap or mm-hmm. you do certain things that I do, a couple of little skits throughout my show, mm-hmm. various things that um, that are a bit of a shock or a bit of a surprise. It's nice. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I love it. I just love... People laugh. I like, I like making people cringe a little bit. I love. I like making people squirm because yeah. I think it's just fucking hilarious. Um, but my favourite bit is when you see someone in a gig and you've got someone and they're clearly like they're not as confident in themselves and maybe it's like their first sort of few times uh, in a gay venue or a queer space or a drag or a drag show and when you get on stage and you have the persona what you can do and this is my fucking favorite part about drag you have all this energy and if you do it right you can basically share that energy with anyone in the room so you're gonna all be on the same level you're all comfortable that person who sat there at the start of the show a bit meek and scared they then take on a bit of that they feel comfortable they let their freak flag fly and they know they're amongst friends and they have the best time of their life and they then start to put that into their daily lives queer queer i am got a quick fire round for you though yeah love (gasps) so i'm gonna ask you one each okay so mary queen icon Queen Icon, Queer Icon, Queer queer Icon. Queen Icon? (laughs) That joke died, didn't it? Queer Icon. Um, I would probably say just uh, Lady Gaga. At the moment, I'm really, really loving a song by St. Vincent called Slow Disco. Well, there's a version called Fast Slow Disco. Okay. 
and the video is just lots of really attractive men wearing, <laughs> wearing leather on a dance floor. Um, you got the love, which again was Candy Staten, and yes. did that. Song. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you got to show me love. Uh, Pete Tong played it, and it was an absolute banger in the uh -huh. club. But then I actually looked back on it and was like, this song, the lyrics, like sometimes the road is too tough, and yeah. I literally properly got emotional this week. Oh, I love that you're gonna lick your best by working up yeah. and die. Right. <laughs> Who else is gonna I'm, be in my mum's handbag? We've got like wrenches and loom bands in it. Oh, where are we going? Fancy loom band. <laughs> Oh, I know that. Keep your eyes off the salt. Queer, I am. Like what you heard? Well, you can download and listen to the available episodes right now. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you like what you hear, a five-star review would be amazing. Thank you so, so much. Look out for season three in May 2023. Eight live discussions, 32 guests, and film for YouTube. It's going to be incredible. Also, if you'd like to keep in touch, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is at FluiActually. Or check out my website, fluiactually.com. Welcome to Queer I Am. <laughs> <laughs>